It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. Gadjevich left side, Hamilton at the line, Chatfield, McEnany, loads of space, he fires and scores! for him. Darcy got it back and scores! What a play! Cam Darcy with the game winner in overtime and the Comets win 3-2. Gauntz gives to McEnany back to Gauntz with speed up the right wing. Barrels forward. Gauntz with a shot. Sticks a Barube puck loose. It's in the goal. They score! It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. As we rejoin all the hockey fans, Utica Comets fans all across Central New York, perhaps listening on the air, on the stream, on the app, there's options. Or, of course, inside of the 72 Tavern as we give you the 10-cent wing night, which, by the way, has now, this as of this week, it starts at 6 o'clock. Instead of 7 to 9, it is from 6 to 9 because this place is packed and there's so many people that want these wings. Well, that's just the way that it goes. That's a smart decision. But I want you to, back in the studio, our producer, Matt Page, will put something kind of nice together, Scoop, for our guest of honor tonight. Sauce is in the house. Colton Saucerman is here. But we've, we've got a special bed for him because of the beard. <laughs> and I want you to bring that back up nice and loud just for a second and let that permeate the airways and see if you can identify it. As soon as you know it, tell us. Right, easy top. Bring it back down. Z-Z-T-O-P, that well, little old band from Texas. <laughs> they're known for the beards. That was the, It was Matt's idea. It was perfect. I thought it fit. Sharp-dressed man, he's here with us. Uh, but it goes far beyond the beard for you. because Where did he download that from? LimeWire or something <laughs> like that? It was the thinnest version of that Tough ever. Quality. It, was, uh, it, was a, it was a little bit of a modernized, remixed, oh, hard okay. house kind of a version. Okay. But it's so much more than the beard with you, man. I, I mean, we had you on here before. It's all about the hockey. And I read a quote where you said, this is the most fun you have ever had playing hockey. And I wonder if that's still true. I have to assume that it is. No, it definitely is. I mean, I think that just the turn of events that have kind of happened since I've been here has just been super exciting. And, you know, the people and the fans of this town just love our team and just really appreciate, you know, what the effort that we put in on the ice. And obviously every single guy in the dressing rooms made me feel welcome and a part of this team. And, it, you know, it's always hard. Like, I've been in that situation where you play with guys that are, you don't know if they're going to stay or whatever. And it's like you kind of have to welcome them and you know almost just pamper to them while they're there but it's been nice i haven't felt like any resentment or you know anything like that and they've been super nice and um you know been over to a few guys' houses for for meals and whatnot and you know super bowl party a couple weeks ago and just things like that that i hadn't ever had a chance to get before you know with my call-ups so it's just been a blast and obviously our team's doing well we're winning and that's winning's a success for everything so the article on you in the Observer Dispatch, according to Ben Burnell, was the most read Comets article <laughs> of the week. And you wanted to say something, Randy? I'm going to interject your thought because this is the most... People come up and say hello or they'll talk to us as we're walking around. 
But I've noticed so many people have come over to the table to say hello to Colton. And even before I walked in the door, I walked in the door and he was talking to some people. Everybody loves you, dude. Just, I'm just having a blast, man. I love, I love doing stuff like this and, and uh, you know, trying to be out in the community, doing as much as I can. Let me saucer pass back to Scoop. Well, I wanted to ask about yesterday because after the first period, Rain Man, you talked to Cam Darcy. And after the, the second period, it was Colton. Uh, for the intermission interview. Yep. Yes, yep. The, inter- the intermission interview. And you both essentially kind of struck on the same theme. You know, we got to get back to playing our brand of hockey, doing what we know how to do. And uh, it was a sluggish first period, and it took some time in the second period for you to guys, you guys to like come alive and get your legs under you. Uh, but it seemed like from those comments and those interviews, you guys knew what you needed to do. What did you say to one another when you went into the locker room? Because suddenly you had Arsenal and uh, Hamilton out there. And they started to make some things happen. It's, it seemed like you got five shots in 30 or 40 seconds all of a sudden. Uh, Cleveland had 19 shots in the first period, eight the rest of the entire game. Yeah, at one I point mean, there was a 12-shot differential, but by the end of the game, you guys had even out. You definitely you, picked up the pace. Like, you talk about cleaning up the bad parts of the game. It's like you did it in a hurry. It's like on a dime, it seemed like. No, I mean, it definitely was, was not the start we were looking for. And sometimes, I mean, you know, this game is just so ebbs and flows and momentum and so you know and they were playing well like you got to give them credit in the first period they played the right way we weren't managing the puck well and doing things that makes our team successful and and honestly like usually you know color comes in in between periods and it was like he didn't even come in and so it's like it's on us like as the players like to you know we got to pull ourselves out of the slump and it's there's no it's not rocket science like we know what to do to be successful and it's like it, it wasn't like a hidden like you know, <laughs> formula or whatever to to pull it out yesterday. We just had to start playing our way, and when when we do that, we're successful. Okay, so then what did what did Color say after the game? After you had managed to secure the win, he said uh, he knew we could do it all along. <laughs> so, but well, no, cool. and he was happy for us. I mean, that's like those are wins. Like, I think especially heading into the, you know this time of the year playoffs, like those are character wins. You know, like in the playoffs, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you do and. That was a game, I think, for us moving forward that's going to be really important and um, hopefully going to just continue this momentum. So I, I want to direct this at Scoop first because I want him to kind of frame a question off of it. But, you know, we've been we used to call them the cardiac comets, the cardiac comets in season two when there was a Calder Cup run. And now people are kind of adding to that. It's the cardiac comeback comet, comets. And we were kind of talking about that in the arena yesterday. But it's been amazing. There was, and I've alluded to this with some different players as well. You, you go down 2 nothing in a game, and then the five unanswered. And then it's like the next night, you go down by two, and then it's five straight unanswered goals again. Uh, point being, there's a, there seems to be, and you obviously can throw on the past two games and winning in overtime and things like that, but there is a confidence and a belief in this team. You come out and... I think everybody to a man would say not the best performance to start a game, maybe uh, coming back and traveling or whatever the reasons were, but they never, you never doubt yourselves, and everybody in this team steps up, and that's including with the injuries, with the call-ups of, of Adam Gaudet or Zach McEwen. Other guys needed to step in. Gardner gets the recall from Kalamazoo, and he was flying around yesterday. I was impressed by his game. He, he fit right in. But I I wonder if you notice the same thing. It's just it's exciting and you never feel like this team is out of it. 
Well, you know, after you watch a couple of games where you're down 2 nothing, you come back win 5-2, to two, and you're down 3 nothing yesterday, and you come back to win 5-4, to four, I sat there watching it, and I, the song Never Say Die by Black Sabbath came into my head. And that seems to be the attitude that this team has. It's a never say die, don't give up, we know what we need to do. And it was evidenced by Cam's remarks and your remarks, Colton, uh, in the intermission interviews. No, exactly. I mean, I think it's just, you know, you never want to, <laughs> to be in those situations where that's where you're always coming back. But, I mean, I think it just, like I said, it shows the character we have and and, you know, you call it the resiliency. It's just I think we know exactly who we are as a team and, and how we need to play to be successful. And, and we can score goals in bunches. And, it, and it, when we turn it on and, and we're playing our style, like, you know, good things happen. Now, that first goal yesterday, I thought in particular was kind of amazing because Cyphers seemed to, like, bat the puck out of the air with his glove to a stick and then just uh, fired a rocket towards the net. And I know I couldn't tell that bounce off of Arsenal, and I, I don't think anybody was really sure for a while who got credit for the goal. Let me piggyback on that because I was in the vantage point of not where you guys come onto the ice, but the other the other side. And from where I was, we were talking about and, this earlier. And Cyphers is essentially on the blue line, you know, the, the the right side, and it just fired a rocket ship, and it looked like it deflected. Well, but it was like, who did it deflect off of? I think Vinny Arsenault got credit for the goal, but from the vantage point that I had, because it seemed like everybody was converging in in front of the net. I, I think initially Arsenault got credit for the goal, but now it's the cipher seems in, in the scoring to have gotten credit for the goal. And I I initially yeah they they initially and then they gave it I think they gave it back to him because they determined it was a clean goal because from what I saw it actually looked like Wacy stick got in there and he tipped it and in. Maybe it, was it was one the of those, goal, yeah. maybe, it was, maybe it was the goalie who deflected it in on himself. Yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell from the bench. I, it looked like, in the way like Vinny kind of celebrated, I thought it, you know he got it, but then watching like the replays of it, I was like, man, maybe Wace got it. He's, he was standing right in front, and then obviously they gave it right to Sipes that had eyes. And I mean, he's just a, you know, Sipes just does stuff like that. His leadership, like, you know, that that's a huge goal for us. Like, that starts the comeback. Like, that starts, like, down 3 nothing. Nothing's going right. And even, you know, maybe a fortunate goal like that. But it's like he makes a play, steps up. And then, like you, you know, you guys said, like, you know, Wace and Vinny are, like, the energy that they play with and, you know, how how well they were playing last night. Like, that's just, it just, then and now it's steamrolling. Then it's like you get another one. Now a two-goal lead's the worst lead in hockey. Now the momentum's building. And, yeah. and then, you know, anything can happen in those one-goal tie games like that. So That's the voice of Colton Saucerman, defenseman for our Utica Comets, joining us on Utica Comets Insider. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K-Rock. My name is Rain. Scoop is here. Next point. Well, I thought... You guys had kind of turned the corner even before Cleveland got their third goal because if you remember their third goal, there was a comet. We're in their end, and he 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 he's back along the boards, and he fires it out front, trying to get it to another comet, and it goes to a, a Cleveland monster. Yeah, and then he comes down and scores right away, and I thought, oh boy, that's deflating. But you, even that didn't get you guys down. You you kept playing the way you, you had started to play maybe a minute or so before that and you swarmed and were relentless with the pressure and it was like somehow like suddenly it, the chemistry clicked and uh, you gave everybody there something to talk about 
you know, all week long. I mean, that, that was an amazing comeback. No, yeah, absolutely. And I think it, when you're when you're feeling it like that too, even though we you know we hadn't been rewarded maybe with a goal or whatever, it's just that that constant momentum of and you know even the reassurance of you're doing the right things, like you're getting pressure, like you you know you're you're playing our style of hockey, the relentless forechecking, like we were getting clean on the breakout, like coming through the neutral zone with a ton of speed and like yeah it's you know it's a little deflating but it's like okay hey we're doing the right things like it's hockey like things they're gonna score once in a while so like kind of a bad break whatever we just keep moving forward and it's you know and finally Sipes like sneaks one through and it's like okay here we go like, now the that, floodgates are open yeah I, I just thought it was gutsy because even you come back and you take a 4-3 lead and they score and tie it that that could be deflating but you go to OT you know and not only you get a point, you get two. You win in overtime. And the, the coolest thing was uh, Lindsey Mogul got a couple of pictures. I don't know if you've seen them. But of, of that Tom Pyatt goal at the end there. It was awesome. And, and you can see Brendan Gauntz knows he's given the puck to, to Pyatt in exactly the right place. <laughs> and that it's going to be a goal before it even goes in. And he just has this big you-know-what eating grin on his face. And, uh, wing, eating, fair, wing eating. It's a wing eating. A wing eating grin, yes. <laughs> We're here for 10 cent wing nights going on until 9 o'clock. Once again, you'd get comments center, 94.9 K Rock, 72 Tavern and Grill. Colton Saucerman is here. I want to expand on something I asked you during the intermission interview that we did yesterday during the game. Uh, I brought up size. And it, it definitely it doesn't matter if they're bigger than you or, or what. You've, you've got to counteract that if they have that advantage. But I wanted you to expand on that because. That was one of the biggest teams I've seen this year. Toronto's got some size. Rochester's got some size. And I don't know, from my eye, if they're as skilled as some other teams in the league, but they definitely have a lot of size. they got some big boys on that team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's, you know, it presents a challenge in itself to, you know, playing with a, a team maybe that's, you know, bigger, taller, faster, stronger, whatever you want to call it. I think, you know, we have the team that is built for, kind of to play against any team Mm -hmm. you know we have the speed we have this we have some good size ourselves like we're a physical group we're a skilled group so i think that we match up pretty well against anybody that we're going to play and so definitely when they came out in the first period and they were buzzing we were kind of back on our heels it's like wow all right we gotta we gotta get our skating legs going and and just you know get back to our style of play but yeah it's definitely i would agree with you that they were a bigger size team for sure so we talked about this right before we cracked the airwaves today uh, but, you you know, you had a few healthy scratches. You're feeling good overall. It was great to see you back in the lineup. And uh, how do you, and, and, I, and I kind of prepared you that I was going to ask you this, but how do you keep your, your mind right when you're not in there for a few games and you don't know your name's going to be called? You said you found out rather later that you were in the lineup yesterday and to just get that focus and be ready to play a game. How, how does Colton Sossman go about that? Because that presents a challenge, too. No, definitely it's not. I mean, I wish, you know, I could say I could, I would know every single game. And sure. It's definitely not like that. And guys have to deal with that in their own, their own way. I think for me, I just, you know, I approach every day the same. I bring the same enthusiasm and energy and, and uh, work ethic every day, whether I'm in the lineup or not. And I know that you know things happen this game's physical guys get hurt like you know so i know that i have to be ready in case of something so i just you know i keep that mindset of hey i'm here i'm doing my job i'm i'm helping my teammates get better in practice and when my name's called then i'll be ready and i and i appreciate the last time you're with us too you had said i'm a sponge and I'm absorbing everything that I'm taught from caller on down with the coaching staff. 
And I'd made another observation to you that I, I told you I, I want you to expand on this when we chat here live. Is I noticed there's a crispness on your on your passes, uh, some of your breakout passes, and I think that applies to this, the same thing I said to you is. You know the systems more now. It's not your first couple of, or handful of games here. You're comfortable with your team and your teammates, and, and you get back out there. You just, without thinking, now you know where the puck's got to go. Now you know the tendencies of your teammates. And do you feel you've gotten better at that? Because I, I see you have, and it's just a minor detail, but those are the things that you got to get better at every day to be better at this game, which I know you strive to do. No, definitely. I mean, I think you, like you said, you your first few games you're trying to you know remember what hand your teammates are and, and where they like the puck and you know if you're giving them a pass for a one-time or where they like to hit it um i think that now you know i think last night was my 15th game i think now it's like okay i, I know my teammates i know our system pretty well and um i think the main thing is, is just the execution part of it like you sure. you know maybe first few games it's like excited nervousness kind of and you're just kind of trying to play not to screw up more yeah. than mm-hmm. um you know playing for for a purpose and i think now it's been the last few games i've played i feel like i i've felt more confident uh in myself and um, you know, and it obviously helps with, you know, the team winning, and that's, that stuff helps with confidence, too. Going into practice, you feel good about the way you played because we won, and so all those things are kind of just, uh, you know, uh, additional factors. I think your hustle looked especially good yesterday. Uh, you, you know, it, that's a big team, and when that puck comes back by and, and you're, you're the back end there, you know, it, it, you've got to make sure you get to it before those fast, big guys get there. You did a great job of that yesterday, and uh, I always kind of saw that hustle, but I think part of what Rain was just talking about, just knowing the systems and, you know, who and what and everybody and where everybody's supposed to be, that gives you a little more confidence. Just makes you a little faster, reaction time's a little better, and uh, I've seen considerable growth just in the time that you've been here, so... Keep keep going. Thank you. Keep I going. appreciate it. Yeah, I had a Chipotle burrito before the game yesterday. So <laughs> maybe that's the key. <laughs> a little extra wind at your, at your back, so to speak. That'll be the routine. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there, man. Let me tell you. So we got to take a quick break. Our first break of the night. Colton Sosterman is going to stay with us. Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill on 10 Cent Wing Night. There are fans here ready to meet him. Yeah, there are people waiting uh, once again to talk to Colton. We'll do that during the break. Right back on 94.9 K Rock. Let's saucer pass back to Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. You Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. Appropriate was that, Scoop. Anyways, go ahead. Absolutely. LeVad Blue, Slocum Dixon, Pathfinder Bank are sponsors. You can listen on the K-Rock app, krock.com. Ask Alexa to enable the K-Rock Utica skill. And if you've missed any of our conversation with Colton Saucerman, you can hear it later because we'll have it podcasted, iTunes, Google, and, of course, our Facebook and uh, Twitter feeds. We'll have it there as well, at KROC, CNY on Twitter. I uh, did want to mention, because we've uh, neglected it so far, Guillaume Brisebois assigned back to the Comets. Ben Burnell tweeted as such about an hour before our broadcast hit the air. So bringing Breezy back. Uh, also, one of the things we didn't mention that happened some time ago, Reed Gardner uh, here from Kalamazoo. I also wanted to mention... Ben Burnell tweeted something that I, I thought was uh, notable that kind of s- stuck with me. He talked about Michael Layton. Yeah, I'm glad and, you brought him and up. And how over the last three starts, 
he's stopped 80 of 87 shots, and he was kind of going, what, what, no AHL player of the week? That's pretty strong. And when you consider how Michael Layton played in that first period yesterday while you guys are trying to get your legs under you and, and wake up, I mean, he really kept the team in the game. 19 shots in that first period. Then you guys put the clamps down, and it's only eight the rest of the way. I think since he's gotten his legs under him and gotten here, it was my understanding he, he kind of hadn't been playing for a little while. And and then signed the deal to come here and play with the Thatcher call up and everything else. And he seems to be a nice calming influence back there. Veteran presence, yeah, been around. Play. He's just been. He's a pro. Is really yeah. what I've noticed. But he he's been outstanding. He has stabilized the goalie situation because from Vancouver on down to the Utica Comets, there was a couple of weeks where the goalie situation was precarious, as evidenced by Michael DiPietro having to get that start. Uh, when Markey was hurt, and then Thatcher, of course, is dealing with his own injury. So him, him stepping in, I mean, from your observations, Colton, what do you think? No, he's, he's played great. And, it's, yeah, like you said, he was out. He wasn't playing for a while. He was kind of just waiting for, you know, a call, and finally we ended up needing a goalie, and he's been, I think he's been great for us. And, yeah, definitely we don't, that game's probably 4 or 5 nothing after the first period if he's not on his P's and Q's, so he definitely kept us in that and gets uh, the majority of the credit for that win. Yeah, it's and it's interesting. You kind of have to adapt to different goalies as well because they have different styles and different philosophies and things like that. So how easy was it? In whether Just go to practice. Just talk about a practice, let alone in games. Uh, working that out, you know, he's got to learn the systems and the way the guys are going to be moving in front of him and things like that. So how has that come together? Uh, what have you talked about? I, there's a lot of verbal communication, I'm sure, and things like that, but I'd love to hear more. No, yeah, definitely. I think it's, you know, D-zone coverage type stuff and, and him playing the puck off the rims or, the you know, the dumps, like stuff like that. It's just... Um, it takes the reps in, and it's hard to get the, that stuff in practice. You know, it takes some reps in the game too to like get, the, sure. pa- get the pace and like everything like that. Because you know, you run through the through the drills in practice, and sometimes it's like, all right, yeah, we got to get these in the just routine drills that we're doing type thing. And um, but I mean, he's just got a calming, like you said, he's got a calming presence to him. He's he doesn't get doesn't seem like he gets super rattled about things. And you know, he's he's vocal in the locker room too. And it's, sometimes it's you know, you ask certain guys and maybe the goalie shouldn't say anything or you know just let just stop the puck type of thing mm-hmm. but i think guys really listen when he talks or he says something and you know we i at least for myself i have a lot of respect for him and his career and and who he is as a man and uh, so yeah he's been nothing but great for us back there uh jonah gedjevich uh, served up some knuckle sandwiches on wednesday night and uh, rain and i were talking you actually saw how you know i mean he, he beat up his hands a little bit, you know. So he scored the first goal of that game, and at the very end of the game, he got in the fight, and he immediately comes off the ice. There's a minute change, I think, left in the game, and he was immediately being attended to by medical staff, bandaging up. He's bleeding all over the place, and he ends up, he's the second star of the game also, so he's got a goal to fight. I don't even have an assist in the Gordie Howe hat trick, but I'm sitting back there, and I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, it's pretty awesome. He comes out, team comes back in and then you know they do a handshake line for those that don't know underneath the stands and coach Cull comes off and you can see him he's kind of got that stern dad like I'm going to give him a talking to for having that fight because he discouraged fighting in the game now so he walks off the ice as soon as he got out of the sight of the fans he just walked up to Gadgevis and gave him an attaboy man that was a good one man way to do that it, it just I love that brotherhood in hockey from, from coach on down and 
everybody was pumped and everybody was giving him some love and dap in, in, the, in the handshake line. Uh, but it, it lifts the team. No, it, it put, kind of put the exclamation point on that win. Yeah. Go ahead. No, absolutely. I mean, it's he's uh, you know he's been kind of in and out of the lineup too. So it's like nice to see a guy like that you know score and 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 he's obviously he can handle himself. Like he's a tough kid. He battles hard. Like and that was just a great way to. Yeah, I thought he played great that game too. And without the fight, like let alone that is just um, it's it's always good to see. And I was really happy for him for the game he had. Colton Sosterman with us here. Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K-Rock. Ten-cent wings. Everybody's enjoying those, uh, enjoying the conversation with Colton. You are a yes man. And, and it, what I mean by that is you have, it, we kind of alluded to it in our opening segment, but you have embraced this. And every time you're asked to do anything, hey, man, do a little something for us at the soccer game. Hey, go read to these kids. Hey, make this promotional appearance for the team. Come out and to do this thing to meet the fans it's yes 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 you have really incorporated yourself made yourself visible uh, as we talked about during the break very approachable fans sit and they stare at you like you're at a fishbowl whenever we have a player here but with colton scoop they're, cu- they're walking right up and they want an autograph they want a picture sign this take that's a gonna picture. be like really humbling you know what i mean like you're a guy who plays hockey it's fun you love it and and you've struck this chord here. This is so different, probably, compared to anything in your career. And so, I guess, why would you say yes to go do whatever the community might ask? I mean, you got to be just feeling it's, it's the love. It's humbling, and it's a thrill. And No, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, but I think more so, it's just, it goes with part of the job, I think. You know, it's, we have to be in the community. Like, we, we like, guys want to do that stuff here. You know, I'm not the only guy that does it. Absolutely like, right. So, the, the, we want to be out and, and be seen as people and, you know, like, just regular guys, too. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I take pride in that side of, of the job. You know, the, the hockey player and then the guy that's in the community. And, like, I just, I enjoy that side of it, too. Can I, I'm going to, I'm going to break down the fourth wall. Let's keep it real with sauce. On the Instagram stories, last night the boys were hanging out and a little Drizzy Drake playing God's Plan, I saw, <laughs> had bobbing with the beard, and Cam Darcy, who is here with Dylan Blue, just somewhere in the 72 Tavern, he's got the acoustic out and everybody's just hanging out. It's, it was, it felt like, you know, I was in college and, and that's what me and my friends used to do. And just because you're exalted in this community, I mean, you're a rock star in Utica when you play for the Comets, but just seeing you guys... The team's togetherness, that I think has a lot to do with the performance and the belief in each other and the trust on the ice. And that's why you guys believe that you can win any game. You can make those comebacks, Scoop. People forget about how important chemistry is and guys getting along. Well, I mean, it's, it's in evidence in such a big way of late, you know, these comeback games where... It's and I just thought that was is what struck me with was the intermission interviews you did and how everybody was focused on what needed to be done. Hey, we're not there right now. I don't, you know, we're we got to figure it out, but we know what we got to do. And then you did it, you know. Uh, it, and we're seeing that not just in a game yesterday, but you know, we haven't lost since February first or something. You know, I mean, we're 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 kicking butt here at home, and you got some tough games coming up. You got Rochester. Uh, twice in the next uh, three, yeah. and they're a very good team. So, obviously, we want you to keep it going, but, I mean, you want to keep the focus where it is with the systems play clean and good, 
and that's the challenge. Obviously. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think that you know our division is is super tight. Obviously, in the top four, and now Belleville's creeping up into yep. that fifth spot, pretty top. I've got um, some numbers I'm going to break down in a second. Go ahead. So finish. it's like, and Cleveland had been up there. But yeah, now exactly. they're dropping they're, down. You know, everybody, it's like they're not even really out of it. Like if something, you know, this game's crazy, and something could happen. And but I think the biggest thing we just try to approach every single game and, and day is. We just go one day at a time, and we're just focused on the next game. And this week of preparation, it's it's nice to get a couple days, you know, to rest and um, kind of a tough schedule the last few weeks. But I think we're just, you know, we we know the importance of these games too, coming down the end. And um, we obviously have some more games played than other teams that are yep. e- even ahead of us or chasing us. Yep. So those become kind of must-win games. Like, we have to take advantage of those games and playing Rochester. Like, we're going to see these guys in the playoffs, too. So it's like, we got to be ready. We know who they are, like, as a team, what their what their strengths and their weaknesses are, and we just have to go and, and play the best that we can against them, and, and I'm pretty confident that we can get the job done. Colton Saucerman, who's with us here at the 72 Tavern and Grill on Utica Comments, and Satterwood 94.9 K-Rock. I'm Rain. Scoop is also here. I just wanted to kind of add to the point that you're making. So the Comets are fifth in the Eastern Conference overall. Uh, cream of the crop in the Eastern Conference is Charlotte, 75 points. They're having a great season. Uh, but within the North Division, those these games against these, the Rochesters and the Binghamtons and the Torontos and Syracuse, they mean a lot. So we're in third. Syracuse is in second. They have uh, four games in hand, one more win, so they're technically in second. But you're tied with 64 points. So it's a really tight race. And then Rochester, if you remember, first time Syracuse and, or Rochester and Utica played this year, they demolished the Comets. I, I mean, and you go, whoa, that is a, a really good team built for a championship run, firing all cylinders. Well, they have crept back right in there and crunched in. 31 wins. Comets have 29, 67 points, three points difference. Point being... Yeah, this is now not early in the season anymore, and there is some very important interdivision games. Now the next three games are huge. For you, know. you guys to play. So you and then you got a game with Hershey after that. I mean, you're the storied franchise, obviously. You're in so. position. Yeah. Go, I'm sorry, Scoop. Well, I mean, it's, they don't get easier. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like every, every, every point you can get at this point of the season, you need... To get two, if you can get two. You're in a position that you're technically in the playoffs right now, but there's plenty of games left, and you hold, you know, fate and destiny in your own hand. Let's uh, let you respond to no, that for you. Yeah, yeah no, you guys said it exactly right, but I think that that's the way you'd want to have it. You know, you want your own destiny in your own hands, and you don't want to be looking for people to lose and, you know, miracles to happen. Like, we control our destiny, and that's, like, that's fine with us, I think. And, um, and I, I like that and maybe it's just me but i think for us leading into the playoffs like it's good to play the best teams like you don't want your like toughest games of the season to be like at the beginning and then oh you're maybe playing lower you know there's not a bad team in our league but just you know point standings wise like you're playing teams that maybe aren't feeling it like we're playing the best of the best leading into the playoffs and i think that that's only a good thing yeah that challenge will just make you better when the season's over and you start the playoffs last thing take 30 seconds a lot of fans in this building uh, giving Colton Sosherman love. A lot of people listening. Some will hear this after the broadcast and the podcast. Uh, say what you want to them uh, about your journey so far and what you said is your favorite 
time playing hockey in your career so far? No, I just I I just would love to thank them, you know. And it's always nice to to get the support, and it's just been even bigger than I ever thought it would be. And super thankful for for the management and the staff to you know let me sign another PTO here, and and hopefully that'll take us to the end of the year and hopefully next year I, I would love to be back and um this city's really embraced me and i just i can't thank them enough we want you back here too i'm glad that that new pto deal you just said you said wednesday yep it clears out the rest of the game so colton should be here for the for the duration that's awesome we got joe uh, we got joe roberts next so we're going to talk to the voice of the utica comments who by the way colton did a little uh, color commentary with <laughs> at a game i think it was in rochester yeah it was yeah, yeah that, that was pretty awesome yeah. man you should do that it again. was fun yeah was... i'd rather you were on the ice but if not do that again sometimes it's just like sitting in the stands like watching the game like it's it's fun but i was like joe you need my help tonight and i was just like jokingly and he was like yeah come on and i was like all right let's do it and then he said that all the the, the, the comments that he got were all positive. So yeah, it was it was good stuff, man. I, I heard a bit. I heard quite a bit. I had the phone on in my house with my kids running around, so <laughs> I'm listening to bits and pieces. All right, we got to take a break. Joe Roberts is next, and don't forget Corey Hergott will join us with Canucks Army. We're going to talk about Zach McEwen's call up because Corey was at the game with Zach McEwen's parents. We'll have more on that in a few minutes. This is 94.9 K Rock, and we're at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice Joe Cujo Roberts. Before Chuckapuck yesterday in-game, I made mention of Scoop, who was in the house at the Adirondack Bank Center. And I gave a shameless plug on our brother station, ESPN Radio, ESPN Utica Rome. We had Zach McEwen's mother and father on the line and Corey Hergott, who will join us in our next segment. We got a chance to talk to them about the simple fact that uh, Zach's in the NHL now, and he has been. He's had a fight, got an assist. He's represented really well. And I let everybody know that that podcast is available at Scoop 16 at K Rock Rain. You'll find it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and everything like that. I just wanted to put that out there before we get any further. Well, some interesting re- revelations came about in that conversation. Like, you know, they, they sent Zach's mom out there with Zach's girlfriend, and, they, and the both of them couldn't even let Zach know that they were there. They knew he was going to play that particular night, but Zach didn't know he was going to play that particular night until they had their morning skate. And so they had to avoid him in the, in the hotel. They're staying in the same hotel, put up in the same hotel. Yeah. They've got to do this little dance and stay away from him. Scoob and I and uh, Matt Page, our producer back in studio, and Marley Tuskis was with us from CNY Homepage, but we had a nice conversation with uh, Craig and Juliana, and, and you really got to... If you're a parent and your kid does what their dream is, it, it just is an awesome story. Uh, highly recommend it. At ESPN Sportzilla, you can find that on Twitter or the Sportzilla Show on Facebook or in our personal timelines. Uh, we have the voice of the Utica Comets, Joe Roberts, with us right now. So let's focus on these cardiac comeback comets. Joe, it's been some really exciting hockey lately. Uh, just let's hear your thoughts. Uh, first thought, are you guys going to have Judy and Scott Roberts on the show one of these days? Uh, I'm starting to think maybe you know, we maybe did. You can get my parents on there. I bet they'd maybe love Joe it. Roberts doesn't. Maybe he's dialing them back. Well, I mean, it, 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 the the first half hour of the game wasn't very good yesterday. <laughs> the second half hour was really good. It was a tale of two games essentially. You know, uh, it seemed to me that about 
10 minutes to go in the second period. The Comets woke up, started to do things right. Arsenault and Hamilton started to make things happen. As we uh, give him a chance, Scoop, to, to get Joe back on the phone, we did... Okay, we uh, we did want to give a quick quick shout out to the Utica College football team who came over and just showed us their their bowl win rings. And they're taking the rings off while they're eating the wings that are ten cents. So they didn't want any uh, they didn't want any sauce. Sorry, pun intended. Yeah. And now we're good to go with Joe Roberts back on the line. Joe, uh, the question was: It's just been some very exciting. Overtime, comeback, thrilling, cardiac comets type type of hockey, and give us some of your observations. Hey, do you guys have me? Yep, we've we got, got you. you. Go ahead. Awesome. Okay, so actually, you missed a really funny joke I made because I thought I had you. I said, "What are you, you were talking about having the McEwens on?" I said, "When are you going to have Judy and Scott Roberts on?" They'd probably uh... love to. Uh, they'd probably love to be on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a it's been a team that hasn't wanted to lose. Nobody likes to lose, so. Uh, you know, obviously, this is a team that's playing with some uh, no-quit attitude, and I think that's been part of the identity of, of uh, Trent Call's team all season. I mean, you look at the way that they play. It's a it's a hard-nosed style of hockey that not everybody in the North Division is willing to play. They four-check hard. They force turnovers, and, uh, you know, a lot of times forcing those turnovers yields positive results. So, um you know, uh, what is it, three of the last four wins at home have been multi-goal comebacks for the Comets, including most recently that three-goal comeback they had against Cleveland. And uh, Wasey Hamilton called it um, one for the ages or something with how bad that first period was. I don't want to misquote him, but it was something along those lines. And uh, they found a way to win. They found a way to come back. And um, that was kind of some, some pulse-pounding action the whole time, but a wild ride and a fun one to be a part of. But who do you think was the key? Because Scoop had pointed out, was it Vinny Arsenault and Weesey Hamilton? Well, and there's that. I mean, there's so many guys I think you could credit because Michael Layton kept him in the game, sure. turning away you know, uh, all those shots in the first period. But then you had a, a flurry of shots on Berube there in the second period, and the Comets forced all these turnovers suddenly. Like, suddenly... The Comets helped the Monsters get sloppy. And it was like it became a different game, like almost on a dime, like I said to Colton Saucerman earlier. Yeah, Joe, basically, in, from your opinion, your vantage point, what flipped the switch and made that happen? I mean, I think it was uh, I think it was top to bottom, uh, for being honest. And, and I don't want to, you know, I, I hope I'm not dodging the question, but I think it was top to bottom because you talk about the checking line, what they were able to do, and they, and they forechecked relentlessly. Guys won face-offs when they had to. And then you also got production from guys who need to produce. Reed Boucher, Tanner Carroll, both of those guys score. Brendan Gaunts eventually in the overtime session. Tom Pyatt, um, you know, Evan McEnany had a point as well. So you're looking at guys who are expected to produce, and they did exactly that. Um, obviously, Leighton did a nice job keeping the Comets in the game. Um, you know, it was one nothing at the end of that first period. It could have been way more out of hand than that. Then all of a sudden, it was 2 nothing and 3 nothing late in the second. Um, and he just needed something to happen, something to turn the tides. And, uh, you know, it was a, a shot on net by Jamie Cyphers that ended up ricocheting into the goal. And, and just like that, that can change your fortune on a dime. So um, I think top to bottom, you had kind of the tone set by the grinders. But... The uh, entire thing culminated with the skill guys doing exactly what they're paid to do. So top to bottom wouldn't have been possible without the efforts of each and every player on the ice that night. So, um, you know, like I said, it was fun to be a part of, and those are the kind of wins that you're going to want to uh, hang your hat on and, and really um, uh, be proud of, and, and but not be too proud because, you know, 
there's a busy bummer coming up here this weekend as well. Evan McEnany, absolutely. He, he's been on a nice little point streak lately. Kind of one of those unsung, steady guys that's just always there. But I, I really think it is a deep team, and you're seeing that. A lot of different guys are scoring. A lot of different guys are contributing. And that's, as we've alluded to a few times, even the past couple of weeks, that's losing an Adam Gaudet, who was a key guy. That's losing Zach McEwen, who's... It, obviously one of the top three players overall on the team this year with his call up to Vancouver. But then it, it's it's guys stepping up, guys getting in the lineup that aren't normally given the opportunity. Jonathan Dolan, seven points in seven games. It's yeah. like Zach McEwen uh, goes to Vancouver, so other guys have to step up, and, and that is what you're seeing happen. It was even a guy like Reed Gardner getting the call up from Kalamazoo, stepping in there, and he had some speed. He was involved in that game. He was noticeable on the ice. Uh, last comment about that, Joe, please. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of the guys I was going to bring up was guards because, you know, it, it's impossible to look at the depth without acknowledging the guys who are on AHL contracts down in Kalamazoo to get pulled up and make an impact. And uh, what other impact do you need uh, to see from Reed Gardner to see what he's capable of doing? That assist he had uh, to Brendan Gonser, I think that was the goal that tied the game. Uh, he was hauled down in the corner, got back up to his feet, centered it to Gonser, who found the back of the net on a one-timer. And then look who was on the first shift of overtime. It was really Gardner out there. Um, so, obviously, he was expected to jump right into the lineup and make an impact. He did. Uh, he picked up a point. He was um, he was, he was was trusted by Trent Cole and company. And, um, you know, that speaks to the depth, right? You talk about the depth of, of the entire organization, and it trickles down to Kalamazoo, and it comes up to Utica when it's necessary. So, um, I love Reed Gardner's style of play. Uh, he's got a great shot. He's a good skater. He can play physical when he needs to. And I think that uh, he's a guy that – while he's getting the opportunity, he's definitely going to make the most of it. We appreciate the time every week uh, a lot, Joe, on the phone. Next time you want to have a couple and a few wings, you let us know you're welcome and back maybe down we here. Maybe we got to call mom and dad and uh, get some embarrassing stories. I yeah, I think, hey, can you set that up for us? We definitely <laughs> would like to talk to your parents. We got to get them out to Utica, too. Maybe we can just all do it in person. There we go. Good idea. Perfect. I'm absolutely all about that, and we'll bring some extra chairs over to the table. That's the voice of the Utica Comets. Joe Roberts joining us on Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Up next from Canucks Army and, of course, Vancouver, Corey Hergot is going to tell us a little bit more about Zach McEwen's debut. He was there with Zach's mom and dad and family. That's next on 94.9 K-Rock. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. Let's do that hockey. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider. It's Rain Man and Scoop. And it's 10-cent wing night. All the festivities brought to you by the Matt Blue Slocum Dixon Pathfinder Bank on the K-Rock app, krock.com. If you missed our conversation earlier with Colton Saucerman, we'll have it on social media later. iTunes, Google Play, social media at krockcny on Twitter, Facebook as well, Instagram stories. And uh, Colton is really thrilled to be here yeah. in Utica. There's no question about it. And, boy, we have had some exciting hockey of late. Yeah, I think this town has adopted him. He fits into this team. They all, Everybody says you, they want to be a hard team to play against, and they absolutely are. It's a blue-collar team with, with some, some finesse in there, but it's a blue-collar team. They work hard. They play hard. They're deep. And a lot of people wanted to meet Colton tonight. I, I 
couldn't help but flash back on Darren Archibald, you know, and how people wanted to meet him and always talk to him. Uh, when he was out and about, and, and the same thing happening to Colton here tonight. It's the, Whatever the it factor is, there's just certain guys that have it. Darren had it. Sauce has it. And actually, the guy on the phone right now who covers the Comets for the past couple of seasons for Canucks Army used to have a pretty sensational beard himself. And he's a bald guy, too. So I, I feel a bond with our friend Corey Hergot, who's here to join us. Corey, first of all, hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Fantastic. And next, Scoop, he was at Zach McEwen's first NHL game, which we're all very proud to see. Yeah, and what an exciting trip he got to make. I mean, I saw you tweet pictures of the ferry, you know, and the, and the, the rough seas and the angry seas. But eventually, you know, it was some doing to get you into the game and get a ticket. Uh, and, you know, uh, you're responsible for the hashtag, the big fella. So there's a certain pride there, I imagine, on your part, because you followed this guy. Uh, there's nobody in Vancouver that watches any more Comets hockey than you do. There's no question about that. Maybe somebody within the Canucks organization. But uh, you've been on this. Uh, you've, been a, 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 you've become a friend of the McEwen family, and you, you got to spend some time with them in Vancouver and then beyond. And I think, the, I think Corey, that... You really were the first person that noticed from the beginning of last season with Zach McEwen, his development and the way his game was progressing was going to end up with him exactly where he is right now. So take all of that that we just threw at you and uh, put a little bow on it for us. Well, for me, it's just, uh, you know, there's a handful of players who are, who are with the Comets who, because of the work that I, that I do, I can say that I've I've literally seen every second of their AHL career and, uh, you know, to see two of those players, uh, well, three, if we count Adam Gaudet. So three of those players now who have been, uh, you know, summoned to Vancouver and made their, their NHL debuts. It, it's a pretty, um, pretty surreal experience. And, uh, you know, having the McEwen family think enough to me to, you know, invite me uh, to sit with them during the game and, and experience, uh, you know, Zach's first game with them. It was a pretty great experience and, and certainly not something I'm soon going to forget. Tell us a little bit about, and we had Craig and Juliana, his parents, on our ESPN show yesterday, but tell us from your perspective uh, things you might have noticed, a little nuance about the pride that they were feeling to just to just be there, to be able to see that, to watch Zach achieve his dream of playing in the NHL? Well, I mean, just the looks on their faces through the whole game. I mean, you could just see every time Zach was on the ice, and I mean, he didn't get a ton of ice time, but uh, when he was out on the ice, they were either standing or they were right on the edge of their seats. And uh, if he touched the puck, they were there were gasps and oohs and ahs and get him, Zach. And uh, it was pretty funny. Zach's girlfriend, Lindsay, she's a, a super nice, super nice person. And I, I had had to chuckle a little bit because uh, Zach had a little dipsy doodle and, and uh, got a shot away. And there was a, a scrum at the, at the shark's net right after that. And Lindsay stood up and started yelling, fight, fight. And uh, Craig looked over and said, you want him to fight? 
but he's got such a pretty face. And uh, Lindsay said, hey, his face ain't the moneymaker here. So I thought that was a pretty funny thing. And it was uh, it was great to see her, uh, you know, so excited to, to, to see Zach out there and uh, doing his thing. And it it uh, when uh, Zach did get into his fight the other night, I sent Lindsay a message and I said, there you go. You got your fight. And she said, 100 percent. That was a beauty. He took he took him out on the sharks. Uh, that one shot to the head that dropped him. Scoop. It, it was. It's just been awesome to see what's been happening for Zach and his family. But it's been it, it's been exhilarating to see what the comments have been doing on the ice as we've been talking. I know Corey usually listens to the, the opening segment with our player. And of course, it was Sauce tonight, and, and then of course Joe Roberts joined us. And as we've said, it was the cardiac comeback comets well I, and i saw you tweeting yesterday about the cardiac comets Corey, and i was following your tweets obviously you were watching the game yesterday and this has sort of become a comeback thing I, and i kind of wanted to get your thoughts on yesterday's game because they looked so bad really yeah. to start the game uh but it didn't discourage them, and they knew what they had to do. They, they talked in the intermission interviews about what they had to do, and then they went out and did it. And I and wanted to get your thoughts on yesterday's game, what you saw. Well, I think I saw what I saw a lot from the team last year. And I know there, there are some fans in, in the Vancouver market who, um, you know, they don't necessarily like the way the coaching staff uses players in Utica. But after watching uh, the way this coaching staff got everybody to pull on the same end of the rope last year with all the PTO guys and and to still make the playoffs the way they did, and it's just the same sort of thing I'm seeing again this year. I mean, you hear players on the Comets say it time and again, we're never out of a game. We know that we're always in the game. We can always get back into it. They believe in themselves and they believe in their system, and, and that's the mark of a good coaching staff, if you ask me. Give me, a, yeah, we've got to take our, our final break of the night. So 30 seconds, Corey. Just uh, just give us a, your overall general overview of the team right now. What do they got to keep doing and what needs to get fixed? Well, I think special teams have to improve a little bit more. That, that was a kind of a calling card for the Comets last year. Their power play was pretty deadly, and the penalty kill shut a lot of teams down. So I think if they can get the, the, the special teams back on track and clicking, I think that'll make a huge, huge improvement for things. And uh, just a quick aside before I get off here, uh, I heard Colton Saucerman saying he'd love to be back with the team hopefully next year, and I'll say it on the air right now. If Colton Saucerman gets an AHL deal, I will start with a fresh face next year, and we'll grow the beard right through to the end of the season for him. That's awesome. I, absolutely. All right, we're going to hold you that, and we'll keep everybody updated. We'll do some pictures and social media stuff. C-O-R-Y-H-E-R-G-O-T-T, at Corey Hergott on Twitter. If you're a Comets fan, trust me. Trust well, us. Like I, was, well, I was following his tweets yesterday while I'm at the game. Follow, Him yeah. and Ben Burnell, and it's it's fun to, to read that stuff while you're watching it unfold. And, boy, we've had some exciting comebacks lately. And, gosh, I, I just hope they keep it going. And I mean, Rochester, two out of the next three. 
Binghamton in the middle there with Hershey after that. Absolutely. They get more and more important as we go along here. So if you are a Comets fan, you follow Corey Hergott, you will be extremely well informed. Corey, thanks for the time. We'll reach out again very soon. Have a great rest of your night. This is Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Ten cent wings till nine o'clock, and uh, we're going to cut ourselves off now before we get the hook from our engineer. Thanks, Tim. This is 94.9 K Rock. Thanks to Matt Page back in the studio. Always does a great job. Go Comets!